the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Hey, thank you so much to listening to this episode of Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. We have a fun show here for you today as we're going to explore this idea of finding direction and understanding God's direction. In the second half of the show, we're going to be joined by Dr. Paul Alexander, who serves as the president of Trinity Bible College and Graduate School in North Dakota. We're excited to have him on the show. You know, a lot of people are in this need to find purpose in life and and they seek guidance and direction in their life. You know, I think about young adults. I actually have two young adult children who are are in this context and and a lot of young adults are making huge decisions like where do I go to college? Decisions like who should I marry? Decisions like finding out who am I or or maybe Maybe you're not a young adult and you are in the same boat and you're asking a question like, do I, do I move from here to there? Do I make a change in my career? Do I move back home, if you will, so I can take care of my aging parents? And there's many, many reasons that we might seek God's will in our life. And one of the reasons is so we can avoid regrettable mistakes. You know, we don't want to make a poor decision. We would rather look for God's will in our life. And as we are followers of Jesus, as we follow God as disciples, what we want to do is, is, is discover God's plan for our lives. I talk a lot about my dad on this show. My dad was a, a private person. He came from a private generation. He came from an extremely private family. Now, my wife and I have completely different family backgrounds. I'll give this slightly exaggerated description of my family. I could have a parent who was admitted to a hospital, spent four days there, released. Two weeks later, we talk on the phone and they tell me about it. Now, mom, if you're listening, I told you it was a little bit exaggerated. But let's exaggerate a little less as I talk about my wife's side of the family. Let's say uh, my wife, our niece, has a friend whose cousin broke a fingernail. Well, my wife's family would create an entire text chat about it. We would hash it out and have all kinds of opinions. They just talk about everything. 
Now, like I said, both of those are slight exaggerations, if you will. But going back to the private description of, of my dad, in this vein, I would ask my dad for advice. And I would say, Dad, what, what should I do as I make a big decision? And my dad would shy away from giving advice sometimes because he didn't want to tell me what I needed to do. He didn't want to hinder that. But I, I longed for his advice, even if I didn't always necessarily take it. So what I learned from that is, is even though I'm growing up and I think I have a handle on life, I still needed advice from someone that I trusted. I still needed advice that would keep me from harm or regretful mistakes. I needed something that would help me make a good decision. Sometimes as believers, we we appropriately look to God's word, but we don't always know how to, to do this. And and I, I've, this is so funny to me, but sometimes we open up the scriptures and just randomly read whatever page we open up to and just apply it to our lives. But, you know, I thought, what if we open up and we read Judas hung himself? And, well, I don't want to read that. We turn the page and, and, and we open up somewhere else and we read the words, go and do likewise. And so we ask, my goodness, is this for me? And, and of course, that's not how God talks. Just randomly doing that. So so sometimes we can take a little more sound advice from Scripture and we, we study something out of Scripture so we can apply it to our lives. But oftentimes we need dialogue with other believers. And this is why a discipleship strategy is so important. You know, God's not designed that we figure out life on our own. God is not designed such that we figure out himself alone. It's a relational approach. But sometimes we we just aimlessly ask people that, that might not even be trusted. We'll ask Christian, uh, you know, uh, Brother Joe, and we'll ask his advice on something. Then we'll ask Sister Sally her advice. And oftentimes they can be contradictory. So what do we do? Where do we find advice? You know, some people say, I just wish I had an audible voice from God to tell me what to do. I have to tell you, if you're listening, an audible voice from God would would probably scare me to death. I don't know if that's really what I want or not, but 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 what I do want is the clarity that God is speaking and speaking to me. You know, the reality of understanding that God knows who I am and understanding that God cares about who I am. You know, I think about as as we look to to seeking God's will. And we're going to talk to my guest in the second half of the show, the president of Trinity Bible College and Graduate School, Dr. Paul Alexander. And he's going to help us understand this a little bit. But I want to introduce this thought as I think about discovering God's will or finding direction from God. The Proverbs record in, in chapter three, a very familiar passage. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Now, now listen to this. And he will make straight your paths. So God will guide us, but there are uh, prerequisites that frame God making straight paths for us. The, the, the great news here in Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, is that God will guide us. God is a God of answers. And I once taught a class in a school of ministry on spiritual leadership. And, you know, the content was, was great content, but there was a, a test that, that every student had to take. And, and, and really not everything on the test was 
was the most important pieces of the class. So as I would talk through and prepare the students for this class, I would I point their attention to the fact that they might need to know something for a test and, and that kind of thing. But then I just kind of talked through the, the content of the course. But something about that was they appreciated having answers, but not just for a test. They appreciated having answers for their spiritual lives. And, and in that way, that's what God does. Not every answer we even read in the Bible will always make sense to us. But that does not keep God from delivering truth from his word to us. God provides answers. We're asking questions like, you know, what is God's will for my life? And, and God has, has really a, a general will for, for us to all have a context of holy living. God, God has purpose that he has for, for every believer. But he also has a, a, not just a, a general will, but, but per, I believe he has personal wills for our lives. And I, I want to share this thought with you. I believe that the more familiar and committed we are to God's general will, to love our neighbor, to serve one another, to, to just follow holy patterns of holy living, the more familiar we are with God's general will, I believe the more clarity we will have in God's personal will for our life. So Proverbs talks to us about the fact that he has answers and we can find them. So what we do is we we put our trust in God and we do it with all of our heart, our all of our energy, all of our thinking. We actually put our trust not in in our own research. We don't put our trust in the the list of pros and cons. We don't put our trust in what, you know, Deacon Dave or Sister Sally says. We put our trust and hope in the Lord and we trust him with all of our heart. Do you know that, that many times we will learn that the promises of Scripture are more clear than even the circumstances that wrap our life. God's will is recorded in his word, not necessarily in our circumstances. So in that regard, learning from Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, we learn to not lean on ourselves, on our own wisdom. It's framed for us this way by the Apostle Paul. That the foolishness of God, I guess if there were such a thing, is wiser than the wisdom of man. He, he frames it like this, that even God's weakness is stronger than man's strength. There's really nothing that we have, no capacity as humankind to provide answers in our life that have eternal significance that only comes from God. We must know God. We must trust God, and we must let our life point to God. See, God will make straight our paths when we are God-honoring, and, and he'll provide purpose for us and in our life. As you've been listening, we've been talking about just a, a framework for how we identify God's will in our life or how we find direction. I'm incredibly excited in the second half of the show. I hope you hang tight because the president of Trinity Bible College and graduate school, Dr. Paul Alexander, is going to be with us and he's going to share on this topic and we're going to meet him and, and who he is, but he's going to talk to us about how we can discern God's will and how we can make the choices that are not only for our own benefit, 
but that are pleasing to God. And and I'm I'm hoping we're going to have time to talk about how he does this with young adults on a college campus uh, there at Trinity Bible College and graduate school in North Dakota. Listen, we're going to get ready for a great second half of the show, and I thank you that you are sticking with us today as we talk about how to find direction and understand God's will. Let me read for you one more time Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Let's gear up for the second half of the show as we talk to Dr. Paul Alexander from Trinity Bible College and Graduate School. Hold tight. And we're back here. Thank you so much for staying tuned to Your Discipleship Coach. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to help you apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. In this episode, we're talking about finding direction, understanding God's will, and we introduced this topic in the front end of the show, but I'm so thrilled to announce a a new friend of mine who is the president of Trinity Bible College and Graduate School, Dr. Paul Alexander. Dr. Alexander, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Feel very privileged to be a part of it and appreciate the invitation. Yeah. Why don't you just take a moment and tell us a little bit, tell our listeners a little bit about who you are. Sure. Well, I guess it doesn't take long for people to hear that I don't have a North Dakota accent. (laughs) And uh, that's because me and my wife, Carol, have literally lived around the world. Uh, We were both born in South Africa. We grew up in the great city of gold. Johannesburg, mm-hmm. uh, lived through the traumas of that nation, going through the apartheid years, and uh, that's a whole big story all on its own, how we uh, process that as adults. Mm-hmm. Um, felt the call of God on our lives as young people, and uh, through multiple different uh, senses of finding and discovering the will of God, we ended up going to university in England. Uh, graduated with our first degree from a college called Madison Hall um, uh, College. We uh, were very privileged to be able to study there. And um, just a, a, a huge kind of journey of faith sprung out of that, which took us right around the world. Uh, we visited about 22 different nations, just a young couple in our early 20s speaking in uh, cathedrals and grass huts uh, literally around the world. Ended up pastoring a church back in uh, England. Our daughter Anna was born during that year and then uh, found our way back to our native South Africa uh, where I pastored uh, one of our great uh, churches in the city of Johannesburg. (laughs) Uh, During that time, one of the things that had been a great concern to us was that we still had military conscription, and uh, I had uh, several levels of deep concern about uh, serving in the military. I uh, obviously had some strong, strong reservations about the uh, political regime at the time. 
and uh, the policies of apartheid, and I did not uh, want to in any way be associated. Uh, there was a struggle going on, really, between the great major powers of the world and uh, the Eastern Bloc uh, had designs on Southern Africa. So <laughs> that didn't make things easier because neither did I appreciate the uh, rapid expansion of the Soviet system at the time. Mm. Um, but ended up being able to serve as a chaplain, a non-combatant role. And um, that was a, a, a stretching time. Our son was just uh, six days old when I was marched off to boot camp. Oh and um, so we look back at those early parenting years as being very challenging, stressful years. Um, continued in pastoral ministry after my uh, initial full-time service. I uh, remained in a reserve, a citizen force. And then in 1985, uh, still, while South Africa was very much isolated from the world community, we established a missions training college called Africa School of Missions. Uh, dramatic provision of God. Uh, we were actually donated a beautiful resort mm. uh, right on the edge of the famous Kruger National Park. And uh, we embarked on mobilizing missionaries um, uh, we had the first response at the time to the Mozambican refugee crisis. We launched a, a primary health care program, very, very innovative at the time. Uh, eventually that developed into a nursing school. And uh, looking back on those years, the AD2000 think tank on mission uh, concluded that South Africa had been one of the major contributors of missionaries in the 1990s, that was the whole purpose of the AD 2000 movement, mm -hmm. which was connected to the Lausanne movement, and uh, very humbling, uh, concluded that the founding of Africa School of Missions in 1985 had been one of the primary catalysts in mobilizing the wider church at that time. Um, we led there, had great success, God was good to us, and then responded to a kind of an SOS call uh, to the city of Brisbane on the eastern coast of Australia, um, where we wore several hats. I wore several hats. Mm -hmm. I was the senior pastor of a large mother church. The church had committed substantial funds to the establishment of a regional college, and um, things had started to uh, fall apart at a critical stage. And so that was the primary reason for our call. Uh, I served as a district superintendent for our group of churches, and um, in many ways that was my baptism fire into the <laughs> big world of accreditation uh, as we accredited our programs through first degree level. And um, towards the end of seven years, I and I'm sure we'll touch on this in a little while, but I felt very strongly that our job had been done. We'd established the school, we'd stabilized the church, we'd helped our mm -hmm. churches. And we committed ourselves quite radically to a mission outreach to Europe, particularly the former Eastern European bloc, uh, in trying to mobilize mission. We were concerned that churches were now in a new era. It was after the fall of the Iron Curtain. And what seemed to be troubling to us was the absence of a commitment to mission and I just happen to have a fairly strong conviction that churches that do not have incorporated richly into the life of the church a commitment to reaching the lost everywhere 
will always walk in a hobbled sort of a way. And so we began to serve that group of churches, and that brought us um, back on the radar. And uh, eventually we were recruited to lead our alma mater. Hmm. And so we had some very wonderful years back in the U.K., uh, leading uh, what was then the largest Pentecostal uh, university in the uh, on the continent, and uh, had the great joy of uh, doing what we do now, leading uh, an institution in mobilizing people into ministry, and then uh, very significantly expanding dramatically on assisting, particularly people already in ministry, uh, to gain graduate education at both master's and PhD level, uh, and we also had a doctorate ministry program, and great delight of our lives, uh, training people to do that. And then, of course, I'm cutting out all the sort of intermediate detail, yeah. but in uh, 2012, a number of uh, circumstances and our sense of God's leading brought us back to the United States. We had always felt that we would do something of significance, uh, just responding to the massive secularization of this nation, and uh, we came to a somewhat broken and damaged college uh, in the Northern Plains, the upper Midwest in North Dakota. And uh, we've just concluded 10 remarkable, amazing years of yeah. wonderful growth and expansion. And um, in fact, as I speak to you, I've just conclude, concluded two stimulating days of PhD seminars with a large cohort of students. So, We've lived on four continents, we've raised two kids, we've got two grandkids, and uh, we are grateful for the lives that God's called us to live. That's just a great introduction. We, we really just have a short short time here left, but I made some notes because you're so fascinating, Dr. Alexander, to listen to and easy to listen to. But I wrote this down, and I might go off script. We, we might end up rescheduling a, a follow-up here so we can hear you speak to this. But I wrote this down as you were talking, your priority to study, your priority to serve, and your priority to shepherd. That just, boy, it just stood out to me and struck me uh, about those priorities that you give to the body of Christ. Um, you know, we just have about maybe 30 seconds. Can, can you give me one thought uh, that's important about discerning God's will? And I'll, uh, if you're running long, I'll jump in here to end up the show. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's probably just an enthusiasm for life. The whole Greek wow. origin of that word is God in us. It's the pursuit of life and godliness. It's loving being alive and knowing that God's interested in our lives. I think the confluence of those ideas bring us into the adventure of knowing and serving the amazing God that we do. That is so incredible, an enthusiasm for life and for godliness. And what I like about what you just said is that discipleship is an an adventure. It's a journey. Now, if you're listening in, we've been listening to Dr. Paul Alexander of Trinity Bible College and Graduate School, and we are going to have to get you back on the show to talk a little deeper about discerning God's will and some other ideas. But I want to ask my audience, as you've been listening in today, maybe you're looking to discern God's will. Maybe you're interested in some coaching. If you visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, you can take our free 
coaching readiness questionnaire. You can fill that out. We'll get back with you and coach you forward. So jump on yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Follow us on social media. But I just want to thank you, Dr. Alexander, for being with us. Thank you, listeners for listening in today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Listen, I am for you, and God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? Thanks for listening to Your Discipleship Coach on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.